0: You, Jesus. We thank you so much for your presence in this place, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your salvation. We thank you, Jesus, for your healing power, your healing power that's flowing through this congregation. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Our Abba Father, our Daddy God. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Glory to your
1: name.
0: Glory Glory to your
1: name. name.
0: Hallelujah. Thank
1: you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you, you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, God. God. Thank you, Father, for your salvation, Lord God. Thank you for the great, great plan of God. Thank you, Father, for the plan of God that you have for our individual lives, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy oh god i thank you father for that grace that we receive it and you we give you permission permission to heal us permission to to provide for us we thank you lord god we thank you you've done it all oh thank you father and now you are showing us what our part is in all of this we praise praise you praise you praise you yeah (laughs) hallelujah 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 thank you Lord thank you for the precious beautiful wonderful word of the living God thank you God thank you father he created the earth and yet it lives in us thank you father oh thank you thank you thank you we praise you Lord God oh precious Jesus thank you father thank you Lord God thank you father you said that gross darkness would cover the earth but the light would shine in us and father i thank you that each person is 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 developing their part in this lord god to show that light in the earth for the sake of the savior who saved us and he saved us not just so we could go to heaven he saved us to bring other people into the kingdom of god that's why he saved you (laughs) And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. What a privilege and an honor it is to be a co-laborer with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your presence, for your power, for your goodness, for the glory of God. And Father, thank you for divine utterances from heaven, divine messages from heaven, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you touch every person's life in this in this these meetings, Lord God. Thank you. Your perfect will and plan be done. And Lord, I thank you that you're opening up the eyes of our understanding. You're flooding our hearts with light this night, that we might know the hope to which we have been called. And how glorious is the inheritance of the saints, God. Each one of us, Lord God, you're opening up the eyes, Lord, realizing that we are the church. (laughs) He is the head and we are the church, the body of Christ. Thank you, Father, Father. Praise you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you could, you just remain standing, and I'll introduce. Are you excited? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. You know what? The hungrier you are, the more you get. <laughs> so just be alert. Be on the edge of your seat, and take it all in. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well. Okay. Reverend Ricky and Sally. Reverend Sally both have their doctorate, right? Yep. I remember helping sign a paper for that. And and you're the pastor of the church, actually. No, she isn't anymore. Actually I travel. Yeah. I kinda could tell that by Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. I don't go on it very much, but I can sorta tell. You have that's wonderful. Yeah, that is great. Yes. And we've known them for a long time, met them in Marietta. They they have, uh, let's see, nine children you raised and 19 grandchildren. Yeah. And some of them are taken over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's wonderful. And started a few churches. So I just want everybody to give them a great big blessing and clap and turn around and turn around. You can clap for turn them.
2: Around, turn around way better. Thank <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you're you, Pastor own. Jackie. <laughs> yes. I'm honored to be here, ma'am. Oh, Bless it's honored to have you. Thank you, thank you. Praise God. Well, before you seated, shake somebody's hand and just tell them, "I'm gonna get everything God has for me tonight." Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. We are so honored to be here. We appreciate each and every one of you. We appreciate your pastors, our dear friends. Praise God. And uh, many of you, we've got to know you over the years, and we appreciate everything y'all are doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. Uh, As Pastor Jackie was talking about, uh, Levi, our youngest son, he, uh, he pastors there, him and Leslie and Pawnee. And then Dave and Sam, who used to be our youth pastors, they pastor a church we established in Texas. And then another, we have, there's a lot of young couples around us. And uh, how many know it's important to, to teach the next generation? Amen. Amen. Glory. It's always good to have good help. Amen. It's one thing to have help, but it's good to have good help. Amen. Glory to God. Before you seated, tell somebody, "Thank God, I'm good." Help. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much for that very warm welcome. Yeah, my wife Sally, she was my pastor for years, and now she travels with me all the time. And she started where she preaches, usually every Sunday morning in the meetings. Gives me a little break, and then I finish up on a Sunday night. But uh, we're, uh, we're a tag team, we do good, and uh, she's very, so pretty, and she can preach and smile, but the whole time she's cutting you, and you can sing that old song, you know it hurts so good, <laughs> hallelujah, but, uh, but we appreciate the opportunity to come. I do want to make mention of uh, this book. And and they checked you you guys do carry these books. We brought some extras. It's called Love the Way to Victory. This is Kenneth E. Hagan. We're actually going to be teaching out of this book. If you would like a book and and you can't buy it or something like that, you let just wave your hand, it don't matter. Brother Lonnie, we got ten right here. And if you want one tonight, now go ahead and raise your hand. He'll get you one. And how much are they, honey? They're fifteen dollars. If you can't pay that, just take one anyway, okay? And then later you can pay them at the book table. But at the beginning of, of, well, actually before this year, we do a New Year's Eve meeting at home. And uh, before the the New Year's Eve meeting, we was praying and asking God about, what about 2022? And uh, he came to me. and and, well by the spirit of god and he talked to me about it and he said uh more of the same for 2022 and so i thought well praise god you know because for sally and i and uh, rick Edwards ministry and the churches just like y'all it's been our best year we've ever had i mean 2021 was a really good year and uh financially 2022 We've almost done what we did the whole last year, it, it's just going—I mean, blowing in and going—and so to God be the glory, Amen. And I know, I know, some people have had some difficulty. How I many know we are not insensitive to that, you know, Amen. And and but the thing of it is, is victories for the church this year, Amen. But the Lord was talking to us about a lot of, a lot of things, and He told me He said. Uh, your spiritual father, who was Kennedy Hagan, that's who Sally and I connected with in 1986. And we followed him until he went home 2003. But he would constantly, you know, when Jesus appeared to him, he, the commission that he gave him was, I've let you walk through certain things and permitted it. And then also I've taught you the things about faith so that you can go teach my people faith. And he said, now go teach my people faith. Well, Brother Hagin would do that. But if you listen to him a lot, another strong emphasis was the message on the love of God. Very strong. Well, the Lord told me and my wife, he said, the greatest thing I need you to really focus. And he said, I'll tell you where to teach it. And we've taught it a lot already since January. is about the love of God. And... Uh, last time we were here, we was teaching out of 1 Corinthians 13 about faith, hope, and love. What faith is. Hope is the image and picture. But it's amazing, and we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But it's amazing that love says it's the greatest of all. But a lot of emphasis have been put on faith. How many know you cannot please God without faith? So we're not belittling it. You have to receive faith. But hope, we know, is actually Bible hope is an image builder. It is not a manifester. Right. Right. And, but a lot of times people will focus so much on faith, but Hebrews 11, 1 says, well, I'll tell you this real quick before we get to the message. Don't take this away from my preaching time. <laughs> but uh, but I, we were in Texas, and I knew prosperity message belonged to us, but we were struggling. And, uh, you know, we, we were paying our bills and stuff, but the Bible talks about overflow out of John 10.10, 10, Amplified. And so I would, I would keep thinking it was a faith failure. And finally, the Lord come to me and he said, out of Luke, he said, what is the very first thing you should possess? And I didn't know. And then I remembered the scripture. I said, well, it says, in your patience, possess your soul. He said, you're trying to possess your possessions before you possess your soul. So he said, the soul is the image builder. And he said, that's where Bible hope is at. Yes, sir. And he said, the reason, he said, you always have questioned or ups, been upset thinking it is a lack of faith or a faith failure when you don't get what you see belongs as promised to you. But he said, faith, he, and he said, tell me what's Hebrews one." Thank God we knew it. And he said, now faith is the what? That's Things. That's hope for, hope. Hope for. He said your faith is working fine. But the reason you keep getting small amounts. Is that is the hope. Or the picture you carry on the inside of you. He said do you think. That faith can manifest more than your images. He said it can't. Remember we preached this here two years ago. And so in that. We know then that how important hope is. Now, hope, uh, remember it talks about uh, Abraham. He went through all of those things, and he finally got to Isaac. It's amazing. God told him, he said, I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And he went through four things, and he gave him a promise about his seed would be like the stars of the heavens, sands of the seas. In one year, from Genesis 12, Genesis 13, when he left Egypt, he left Egypt. He was rich in cattle, silver, and gold. Now, here's the thing. Every area of your life has to have a big picture. That's true. Yes. Only one year, he became rich. But it took him 25 to get an Isaac. That's right.
0: mm-hmm. yep.
2: This ought to explain in different people's lives why something works so speedily and then other things struggle. Right. Right. You've got to put the word Build a picture. See, if you have a low self-esteem, a low image, your faith can only manifest your picture. That's all it can manifest. So the bigger the picture, the more faith has to manifest. And so you have to, if you look at Romans 4 and Romans 8, when Paul went to heaven, I don't know whether he asked Abraham or Jesus told him, but Paul explains how Abraham, got an Isaac, who against hope, believed in hope. Right. Yeah. When all hope was gone. Now see, in Ephesians 2, what is it, y'all? Is it about verse 13, 14, 15 in there? It says that when we were uh, yet sinners, yeah. we were separated from the commonwealth of Israel, having no hope. Right. Too many believers, after we've got saved, Look at stuff like it's hopeless. The only time we were hopeless is before we had Jesus. Are you with me? So hope will not manifest. Its its job description is an image builder, picture. So the bigger the picture you get, when you get, you know, from, let's, example, let's just say a used car. You got a used car image. Don't belittle that. Use your faith. Get that used car. But keep feeding on the word and keep building a picture and see yourself in a brand new one. Then once that picture is built, release faith and go get your car. If it's healing and something has plagued you for a long, long time, release your faith with the picture you have But if you don't get the complete manifestation, don't think your faith ain't working. you got some. Remember Mark 4? Y'all are dragging all this out. I'm trying to get to that other one. But but you remember Mark 4, the sower soweth the word. Satan comes immediately. He's after the seed of the word. And he goes through a list. And then he gets to verse 20. And he says, these are they that hear the word, receive the word and produce fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100. Every one of them, now how many know you can't wait till you get 30% image to be able to release your faith? You can release your faith at
0: 10%.
2: Are you following me? And don't feel bad, you know, if you have to have, uh, if your faith can get 30% of what you need physically, and then you go to the doctor and get the other 70 don't feel bad, but you stay with the Word. Keep building the picture until you can finally get 100%. Once the picture is completed, then release your, pay, your faith. And you can release it at 10, 15, 20, 30, 60, and, but you can get to 100. Where's the Scripture at in 1 Corinthians 10? Uh, is it 29 in the message Bible? Is that it, Brother Lonnie? 1 Corinthians 10, 29 message. Yeah, that's it. First Corinthians 10, 29 message. But except for these special cases, I'm not going to walk around on eggshells worrying about what small-minded people might say. I'm going to stride free and easy knowing what our large-minded master. Tell two or three people, I'm running with a large-minded master. <laughs> that's already said. If I, And then the rest of it, that's good. All right. Now, so tell somebody, I'm going to get large-minded. Now, we know these scriptures, Romans 12, 2. It says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? How do you renew your mind? with the word that's hope that's in your soul right so then in that we looked at that two years ago out of first corinthians 13 but then this beginning of this year before it till end of last year coming in this he said love will be the greatest emphasis because he said there's going to be things uh you know out there there's a lot of crazy stuff going on according to what he told me and, and for us it'll be more of the same but i mean oh for us that are learning who jesus is how to walk with him walk in the light of the word it's going to be more of the same for us victory prosperity health are you with me and so in that uh, but he said the greatest thing is the message of love and he said be aware that these things are going to be hanging around doors of opportunity all year. So that's why this book, Love, the Way to Victory, is a very powerful book. It is a very powerful message. Now, you remember in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says the power triplets, faith, hope, and love. But what is the greatest of all? Love. Faith, Galatians 5, 6, we might read it in a little bit. What's it say? Faith without,
0: yeah, faith
2: without, with love, faith worketh not, but by, by love. 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 Yeah. The Amplified says it's energized, activated faith by love. It won't work without love.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Faith can only give manifestation to what is hoped for. So faith and hope are completely dependent of each other, but love stands by itself. So therefore, he says love's the greatest of all three. So it's. When people uh, talk about and and don't don't belittle faith. How many know you've got to receive by faith. You can't please God without faith, right? And so hope, is the image, builder. These things are very important. But how many know love will keep you well. Love will keep you in victory. Amen. All right. So you ready to go? All right. So if you got your Bibles there, if you'd open them up, Luke chapter or 9 Luke chapter 9 please and we're going to look at verse 55 in the amplified Luke chapter 9 verse 55 we'll pray father we thank you so much for the opportunity to break the bread of life we thank you father God As Pastor Jackie already prayed we set ourselves in agreement with the prayer she prayed we thank you so much for utterance and father we give you all glory honor and praise for it in Jesus name and all that agreed said amen amen Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 9 verse 55 in the uh, I'll read the King James first then we'll read the the amplified King James says but he turned and rebuked him. Well, let's read 54. When his disciples, James and John, saw this, uh, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven? And they consumed him, even as Elias did. But Jesus turned, and what did he do? Rebuked him. And then, where it's in red, what did Jesus actually say? You know not what manner of spirit you're of. In the amplified, it's interesting that it says, but he turned and rebuked and severely censored them. And he said, you don't know of what sort of spirit you are. Listen to this. You don't know what kind of spirit you are yielding to. This year, it's very important to know. We're going to look at another scripture in just a minute. Out of 1 Corinthians 14, 10, and I know you know it, it says there are many voices in the world and never one of them carries significance. Most people, I'm going to ask you a question, and then we'll read these scriptures. Most people do not know what fear sounds like or its address. They know that God didn't give it to us, but they will respond to when fear moves us. It's interesting that a lot of people don't know what spirit they're yielding to. So, in 1 in Corinthians, if you want to go there, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and in verse 10. And, and we'll look at this one in the uh, Amplified. So in in 1 Corinthians 14.10, it says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without what? Signification, or whatever that is. Now, I looked up, and you can look it up in in the vines, the word voices, and it says, for definition of it, address. Most people don't know the source of where the voice is coming from. So it says address. Then it says reference to who is talking. Learn. Write this down. Learn to recognize the source. Or the address from where this voice comes. Um, Then the words... Uh, Signification means having meaning. Everything that has a voice actually means something. We need to learn the source of every voice. So learn what fear sounds like. Now I'm going to ask you a question. What does strife sound like? Well it's different but, but what's it sound like? Quarreling, fighting, getting your way. And a lot of times people say, well, I have a right to get my way. And they are so moved by the spirit of strife, they have no idea the address of it. And they would rather get their way than yield. And don't even know that they're being manipulated by a wrong spirit like Jesus' disciples. And I'm wanting to get way ahead, but i'm I'm waiting, okay? <laughs> but but it's interesting, well, okay, let's go to James three. James three, please. And uh, verse thirteen through sixteen. James three. Hallelujah. Sure, glad y'all came tonight. Appreciate you coming. We're honored to be here, Pastor Ken. James 3, verse 13. And we'll go through verse 16. King James, it says, Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? And, and I mean, know we're not going to answer yet because he's going to ask us something else. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not lie not against the word it says truth this wisdom descended not from above see most people think they've got the correct address when they get their own way now he's going to tell us where the address is but is earthly sensual and what else oh man look at somebody say I'm pretty sure he's preaching you by the way you're looking, but I don't know. Okay, now, first, verse 16, you ready? For where envy and what? Strife is, tell me what it, the rest of it James says. So there is confusion and what? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something to you. So, so now listen real carefully. Remember in Matthew 12, where is it? About verse 43, Jesus said, When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, walk through dry place, seeking rest, findeth none, then he says, I will return to the house from whence I come out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's a liar because that body don't belong to him. Right. But he said that. Yeah. What's it say after that? Then the condition of the man, he taketh with him, this spirit, taketh with him what? Seven more spirits, more wicked than himself, and the last day of the man is way worse than it was at the beginning. How did the seven get in? The one that actually was there brought them. Most people don't know. Envy and strife will bring lack, sickness, poverty, Because he said the other things are allowed to come. Once strife gets there, it will invite these other things to come with it. Right? Right? Is that what it says? Oh, thank you. You guys are quick. So, it says there in, in verse 16 again, in James, where... Uh, envy, strife is there is what every confusion every and work. every evil work. Now, in my Bible, I look in the margin in verse uh, out of verse sixteen, and the number two is by the word confusion, and in the margin it says "gr." That's not "gr." That's Greek, and then he says. <laughs> <laughs> it says tumult brother Lonnie what else say I can't see it's a little bitty tumult and what else unquietness unquietness thank you sir I thought I was going to have to let you borrow my glasses but tumult and unquietness everybody say tumult. tumult what is tumult it must be confusion a lot of times when people yield to strife, they become hopelessly confused. And they don't know clarity on which direction to go. And we'll show you actually about tumult that Jesus knew when he was getting ready to raise, I believe it was a little girl from the dead, that he said, I, Tumult and strife in their cells do not have the power to stop the power of God they are subject to the name of Jesus but when a human will yield to them the power of God is stopped for that person there's a difference the name of Jesus is above every name but when strife a person yields to it then in that person's life that strife has the ability to stop the power of God in that person's life.
0: That's good, sir. Come
2: on. Tell somebody, no more fussing. On, Tell them, I'm going to be the nicest person you've ever seen. <laughs> Tell somebody else, I don't have to have my way. Amen. Amen. <laughs> My wife and I went before January we uh we knew what the Lord was telling us personally and so we 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 started going after it and you know refreshing some stuff and it was like all hell broke loose. People we didn't even know existed come out of the woodwork to challenge us for fights and stuff. Because how many of you know that does love ever fail? No. Now, I know a lot of times people use that in dealing with other people. And I know that's true. It'll work there. But what about in your life? Uh-huh. There it is. Getting the desires of your heart. Uh-huh. Getting the full manifestation of victory. The full manifestation of healing. We'll read to you out of this book, uh, Love, the Way to Victory. Jesus told Brother Hagin, he was, well, we'll read it. We'll read it in just a little bit. Um, I'll tell you the story real quick, then we'll read it. But first, let's go to Mark 5, and let's look at Tumult. Everybody say Tumult. Mark 5. Now, that was there in James 3, right? Okay. Now, Mark, look at about verse 35, and we'll go down through 40. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, "Thy daughters dead. Why trouble thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said upon or unto the ruler of the synagogue, "Oh snap, I wish we'd have got there sooner." <laughs> no, that ain't what he said, Amen) <laughs> now this ought to help somebody not that part but this right here we're fixing the read. Jesus did not say don't you worry about it I'm here what did he say he's talking to the dad he realized the dad just heard something that had the ability to move him and he turned to the dad if you quit believing we're, we're shut down don't be afraid. Don't be what? Don't be what? No, no, the, the scripture. Yeah. See, this is, he said, listen, I know something's talking to you, but you got to know the address. If you give way to fear, fear like strife has the ability to bring destruction, lack, And sickness. So he said. Be be not afraid. Only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him. Save Peter and James and John. The sons of thunder. And then it says. Really that's what they were called. The sons of thunder. And then he said. He suffered no man to follow him. Save Peter, James and John. the uh, The brother of James. And he came to the house. Of the ruler of the synagogue. And he seeth what? huh, Nah. uh nuh-uh. really? That's what it says, ain't it? Can you see tumult? Must be able to. When people are confused, a lot of, you ever been in somebody's home and you can tell the atmosphere's charged with something that ain't the Holy Ghost? So he saw the, uh, the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And then verse 39. And when he was come in. He saith unto them. Why make you this a dode. And weep the damsels not dead. But sleepeth. And what they do? They laughed him scorn. They laughed him scorn. But when he what? He put them out. When he put them all out. He taketh the father and the mother of the damsel. Them that were with him. The three. Entered in. And did the girl get up. He said to Tabitha. In Verse 41. Which means interpreted I, damsel I say unto thee arise straightway. She got up. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. What had the power to keep her from being raised from the dead? Fear, fear. Yeah. tumult yeah. fear. Yeah. It does not have the power to withstand God. But when somebody will yield to it. It will stop the power of God for that person.
0: See
2: you carry. The most powerful weapon. His name is Jesus, and it will work against everything. But when you are drawn into a fight and you start fussing, fighting, and got to have your way, and then stuff starts drying up, and you're using the name of Jesus, you become confused because you're like, it don't seem like it's working. The name works. But it's not working for you because you wow. don't know what spirit you have yielded to. Okay, all right. Okay, now listen. You ready? can you take some more? Okay, so when when the Lord told me and Sally, He said twenty twenty two is more of the same, and He said guard everything especially with the love walk and there was i was in one of our our trucks uh, semis and i was hauling some sand and stuff and well before that we'd done a business deal and uh with a person and you know you think well they've changed and so you're willing to do it again and (laughs) then it don't work and so I told my wife, I said I am so done with them. Call them by name. We We's in our bedroom, and uh, said some stuff that I shouldn't have, you know. And uh, and so all of a sudden, I'm driving the truck, and I've got some alarming symptoms, and uh, and I'm running down the highway, and. I've got my wife got me this stuff so I can answer the phone hands free, and I'm got Brother Hagen on YouTube, and I'm listening to some stuff, and, and I keep I want this one particular message, and I I keep going to YouTube. I'm not driving. I'm I'm looking before I start driving. I'm looking, and finally, this one about love, the way to victory comes up four times, and I keep saying no, I don't want that one. I go back and tell series. <laughs> And finally, after the fourth time, the Lord said, Ricky, really? You are, you are in a state of confusion. You really, you don't, you can't see what I'm trying to get you to listen to. I said, okay, Father, thank you. So I start listening and start driving. And, of course, you know, you think, realistically, maybe we've listened to this message could maybe, realistically, 50, maybe 70 times over the years, quite a bit maybe more but and you get to thinking I've heard that no you ain't you heard what you were able to hear when you heard it but if there's more in there for you if you're willing to hear more if you want to stay where you are you won't hear no more I'm looking for answers Because you can only say in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. And it's standing there smiling at
0: you. The name works.
2: But folks, you got to realize this thing is legal. Uh It is very legal. Just because we belong to God don't mean the devil has to keep his hands off of you. You walk with God and do what God says, he does. You get on his territory... He'll take a smack at you. Yeah, so we're driving. and I'm listening to Brother Hagin, and I said, yes, sir. Okay, I see it. And I said, Father, I ask you to forgive me. You know, uh, I didn't catch everything first or ten time around either. I repent. I won't say that about this person no more. And all of this and went through what I needed to do and instantly every symptom left. But we had used the name of Jesus. I had quite a few times. Quoted scripture. (laughs) But see, that was faith, I thought. But it wasn't being activated because there was no love with it. If you look up First Corinthians thirteen thirteen, I'm sorry, First Corinthians thirteen four through eight and amplified, it'll describe the love of God. Believes the best in people, long suffering. You ever prayed, God please use me for your kingdom? And then somebody uses you and you get ticked off. <laughs> Everybody keeps smiling and nobody'll know. The Holy Ghost is nailing your hide to the barn door, okay? Just keep smiling. Keep saying amen. Glory. Yeah, preach it. Preach for amen. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, follow Jesus' example. If you get mad and pitch a fit, <clears throat> at least if you want to waller in it a while, as long as you can, you know, however much money you have and health that you want to pay for it, go ahead, but then once you get ready to pray, get the two out of the room get it out of the room follow Jesus' example he's fixing to raise a little girl from the dead and he's like, it ain't going to happen in here that's Jesus on. <laughs> some of y'all's finances need to be raised amen, are you with me are you with me, really, I'm serious this stuff will heal you It'll fix you. Every area of your life. Amen. So, uh, after he told me and my wife that, he told us to focus on the love of God. He said the spirits will be hanging around these doors of opportunity all year. And he, and you remember in 1 Peter 5, it talks about uh, the devil. He says, how's it read, y'all? About verse 8. Uh your adversary, pardon, as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Well, if you ever looked that up in other translations? It says, he is posed in a position ready to pounce, waiting for opportunity. That's what he's doing. That's That's the seeking. He's posed in a position ready to pounce. But he can't pounce, because if you're walking in victory, he'll pounce, but he'll get thrown off. Okay, now, go to, uh, well, I'll give you this. So then, of course, we go to Brother Copeland's every year in January. And if you've listened to Brother Copeland, Brother Kenneth Copeland, the Lord gave him four things for January. They are, and I'll read them to you. Uh correction. What's number two? Direction. Number three. Protection. Number four. Perfection. So everybody say correction. Direction. Protection. And perfection. Now, I'll give you the definitions to these. Correction. A change that makes something right, true, or accurate. Correction. A change that makes something right, true, or accurate. Direction. Instructions that tell you how to go or guidance for actions. Now, let me read these other ones to you here. Protection is the state of being kept from harm. But the protection is after correction and direction. Then, after protection, again, is the state of being kept from harm. Loss or damage. Mm-hmm. I'll read perfection in just a minute. You may, I, I don't know if I've ever told you all. We've told other people. But the Lord told me. He said for, for me. For me. That song going to the enemy's camp. Take back what the devil. He told me. For me. Yeah. He said don't you sing it ever no more. And I said yeah. okay. Why? You know not being hard headed. Why? He said, I thought you were going after accelerated accumulation. That means increase. He said, if you get a mindset that you're going to have to keep going back to enemy's camp and get what you got. He stole your stuff. Takes three or four months to go get it. Then finally you get it all back. He said, you've gone for six, eight months. And everything you have back is no increase. You're only back to equal. It's what you already had. And you do that year after year. You'll wake up 10 years. And he'll take your stuff. Finally you'll go get it. Then you'll bring it back. Then he'll come and get your stuff. Then you go get it. And he said you'll wake up. And you've never had any accumulation. You're still at equal. So he said don't sing that. He told me. Now I'm not telling you. You guys sing what you want. But but you know for me don't get the mindset we're gonna to have to keep going to the enemy's camp take back what he stole from me how about let's just go from glory to glory how about we stay in a place that every time he does try to come and steal he ain't successful amen and we take some of his stuff so Protection is a state of being kept from harm, loss, or damage. Look at somebody and say, kept from harm, loss, or damage. Then the very last one God gave Brother Copeland was perfection. Perfection is a preparing, a fixing to bring completion or maturity. The word perfection, a preparing, a fixing to bring completion or maturing. So everybody say correction. correction. Now, in the book, if you have the book, and we'll we'll hit this tomorrow too, if you have one, uh, you can turn to page 194. And I'm going to tell you this story really, really fast. There was a couple. They were both ordained, licensed, ordained ministers. They had a daughter. And... I don't know that she was born with it. I don't remember if Brother Hagin ever said in the book or, in, or when we listened to him when he taught it. But they were both licensed and ordained ministers, and they knew how to pray for people. They prayed for people all the time that was sick. They knew about the name of Jesus. They, they used the name of Jesus, and, and they knew about the healing anointing. So Brother Hagin was there ministering to, uh, at their church, or maybe at another church, and they were attending. They wanted to go eat with him, and they had some questions. And the wife uh, told Brother Hagen. She said, "You said in the sermon tonight that anybody that doesn't love his neighbor is a murderer." And he said, "That'll include mother-in-laws too." You heard Brother Hagen say that. He said that while he's preaching, and he said, "Yep." Yeah. He said, "I said it." She said. Well, I'm confused. She said, you have confused me. And he said, no, you were already confused, but the light of the word just brought up your confusion. So this is what she said to him. He says, what's your problem? She said, I hate my mother-in-law. He said, well, then you're a murderer. He said he knew she really wasn't, but she did say that. We're not going to have to read it, I'll just tell you. But it's it's in them pages from 194 to 203. So he's sitting there, and he, he says, uh, he, said, he finally tells the, the lady, he says she was getting desperate. He told her, he says, you look me right in the eye. She sat her and her husband across the table from him, Sister Rita. He said, look me right in the eye and tell me, I hate my mother-in-law. So she did, she looked at Brother Hagen and said, I hate my mother-in-law. He said, what happened in there? She said, it's like something scratching me. He said, you remember the scripture? The love of God constraineth us. He says, that's the love of God scratching at you. But see, we didn't recognize the address. Because she was in a way, this daughter in law thought she needed to have her way and did not even recognize. I know I've read that a lot about when the disciples says, you know, you want us to call fire down? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of or you really don't know what spirit you're yielding to. Don't feel bad for those guys. Like, I can't believe they did that. We've done the same thing. I just did it at the beginning of the year again with someone I did business with. There was a presence, and I yielded. But I thought it was me getting my way and this other person was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to preach a message sometime. I can't this weekend, but I want to put a door here. And, you know, that, that slider, like if you're going to a, a you know, a very elegant party or something, you know, you have to knock on the door and you have to have an invitation or card. You knock on the door and they open the door and you say who you are or whatever. It's interesting the Bible says, as children of God, think on these things. When strife comes and knocks Oh, here it is. (laughs) Knock, knock, knock. (laughs) You should open the door and it'll tell you in Thessalonians think on these things. You should open that little flap and say What is it? Strife? Let me see. Sorry, you're not on the list. Envy? Let me check. No, you're not on the list. I'm I'm not allowed to think about you. I want to do a message like that sometime. But this will heal you. This will keep your money flowing. It won't be a large amount just going, 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 and then all of a sudden it dries up. There's a continual flow. Okay. Where were we before y'all got me all mad again? Oh, he's telling that story. All right, now, I do want to read you this part. So, Brother Hagen said, he, he said that to that lady, that minister, and she did and said something scratching me. So he was getting ready. Him, Sister Aretha, was getting ready to go to a meeting. And this is on uh, page 198. A few days later, this woman invited my wife and me over to her house. She also invited her mother-in-law and her family. She came over to me and said, You're right. I don't hate my mother-in-law. Those folks are Christians, and they love God. I was just operating in natural. I let my emotions get a hold of me. I let my nature, natural reasoning and my flesh dominate me. The love of God is in my heart. I do love them. After talking to that young couple, we learned that they were trying to believe God for their little girl's healing, which they'd used the name of Jesus, prayed in faith, but faith wasn't activated because there wasn't no love. Their youngest child had had epileptic seizures since she was two years old. And they had taken the child to the leading specialist. specialist said, this is the worst case of epileptic I've seen in 38 years of medical practice. Sometime later, this couple called me and asked me to come pray for their child because she was having an epileptic attack. My wife and I got into the car to go to their house to pray just as real as though someone was sitting in the back seat the Holy Spirit spoke. Now, I want you to listen very carefully, this Brother Hagin, to what I'm about to say because it can mean the difference between life and death. It can mean the difference between how long you live and whether or not you get healed. I know faith is important. But both of those are dependent of love.
0: Yes. Amen.
2: The Holy Spirit said to me, don't pray for the child. Don't lay hands on the child. When you get there, say to the mother that I said under the old covenant, I said to Israel. Walk in my statutes, keep my commandment, do that which is right in my sight, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you, and the number of your days you will fulfill. Paraphrasing that in the New Testament, I said, a new commandment I give you, which is what? Love. Love. Thank you. James 2 it's the royal law. And if you look up royal, it's priest. We're kings and priests of God. This is our law.
0: Yes,
2: we are. The law of love. A new commandment I give you that you love one another. By this all men shall know that you are my disciples because you love one another. That's John 13, 34. And then Exodus, write that down 23, 25, and 26. This is what Jesus told Brother Hagin about it. He said, You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless thy bread, thy water. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. There shall nothing cast their young. Nor be barren thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. That's in Exodus. Uh-huh. So listen to this. How he told him. Keep my commandment of love. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. The number of your days I will fulfill. So he said. The Holy Spirit said to Brother Hagin. Say to the mother. Tell Satan. Satan I'm walking in love now. Take your hands off my child. Yeah. Now Listen. This on page 200. You see, there are times you shouldn't lay hands on people for healing. Exactly. In fact, yeah. if certain conditions are not met, mm-hmm. you can lay hands on them until you wore every hair off their head, yeah. and they won't get a thing in the world except a bald head.
0: Uh-huh.
2: This is in the book.
0: Yeah.
2: Laying hands on people when they need to make an adjustment in their heart will only hinder their faith because nothing will happen.
0: Right.
2: We arrived at this couple's house. I told this mother exactly what the Lord instructed me to say. The mother pointed at a child who was having a seizure. The child was right then at that time. She whirled and said, Satan, I'm walking in love now. Take your hands off my child. Brother Hagin says, the fast you could snap your fingers, the seizure stopped. The child was normal. And every symptom instantly left the little girl. But yet she had had prayer after prayer after prayer. A simple thing is I hate my mother-in-law. One of the things that (coughs) I'm learning, there there are personalities that will rub your fur the wrong way. Remember that that young couple that had a cat, and the wife's in the kitchen cooking, and she could hear that cat going, Wooow. Wooow. and she came back and looked, peeked around the corner, and her husband, you know how if you rub the cat the right way, that motor will come on? Wooow. But if you rub them the other way, it's like, Wooow. and so that cat's laying there. And her husband's doing that, and he's rubbing that cat the wrong way, and that cat's going, Aah. and his wife says, Honey, quit rubbing that cat the wrong way. He said he can turn around any time he wants to. <laughs> so, so if you would, tell your neighbor, You can turn around any time you want to. You know, for me, when I'm always thinking what they need to do change. Are y'all still glad you come? But if it's bothering me, I need to let God talk to them. I'm the one that needs to make the adjustment. <laughs> okay. Okay, now, so, there's there's a lot in here. We'll go after some more tomorrow. Now, go with me to 1 Corinthians 13, 13 message Bible. We'll... We got just a few more places to go. Notice I didn't say I was getting ready to start closing. We'll we'll get you out pretty quick. Now now watch this. I'm looking at my watch. Now ask my wife, what does that mean, honey? Absolutely (laughs) nothing. Absolutely nothing. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> okay First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen, in the message Bible see if you have that one there okay but for right now until that completeness now you remember we used this scripture when we was here a couple years ago teach about faith and hope yep. now he says but for right now until that completeness we have how many things three, three things to do to do what How many things we got to do that'll lead us toward completion, consum, consummation? Three. What's first one? Which is faith. What else? Hope unswerving. What's the last one? Extravagantly. Extravagantly. What's extravagant? Over the top. It ain't like, <laughs> yeah, I love you. Whatever, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they reach out to shake your hand, they see you at church, and you're like. <laughs> uh, huh. Amen. No, tell, tell somebody, love extravagantly. And the best of the three is what? Love. Love, love extravagantly. Now, uh, if you can, do you have the Passion Translation? I'll read it if you don't. You do? Okay, thank you. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 in the Passion says, Until then there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, love, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Thank you, Lord. Now, Galatians 5, 6, amplified, please. Galatians 5, 6. For if we are in Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only what? Faith. Faith. What? Activated. What else? Energized. And? And? But see, if we think, well, I've got faith confession on my refrigerator. I'm the head, I'm not the tail, I'm above, not beneath. I'm a sower and a giver, therefore I'm a reaper. All these things, and we go through it, and then we act like I did. Somebody says something or does something that they've us, and we're like, I don't have no use for them. Right. Uh, right. Come on. Come on. Thank you, God, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. And Lord, this faith confession, it'll get me over. Nope. And it don't seem to work. Right. That's okay. And people get confused and think the faith message or faith doesn't work. Faith works, but how does it work? Now I'm ask. Now I'm, I'm not picking on the ladies because my wife's right here. But okay. But how many of you ladies, like my wife, don't even pay attention to your gas gauge at all? Because you, your husband, he if he gets it out of the garage or he does, he checks tires. He makes sure it's full every time, lest thou breakest a nail. Do you do you pay attention to your gas gauge? She don't need to. No,
0: because it's full.
2: It's full. So how does your car work? It by gas. gas. (laughs) If there ain't no gas, it don't work. It, and there ain't nothing wrong with the car. Faith has to have love that'll activate it, energize it, express it, and work it. Has to. Has to. Look at somebody, smile, say, I don't hate nobody. <laughs> Except the devil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what's that other phrase we have, honey? I have no opinion. That's
0: right. I have no opinion.
2: I will not be drugged off into a conversation about somebody that that we have no authority over. Mm-mm. No. Oh, oh, I'm not going to judge something. That I don't have authority over. I ain't going there. Right. I don't know that address. Nope.
0: Yeah. Come on. Come on. Recognize. I recognize
2: it. I know that voice. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. I know that spirit. Right. See, we have to become aware of what fear feels like, yeah. smells like, yeah. right. and sounds like. So that when it does come around, we are like, oh, I know you, your fear, envy, strife. Become very aware when you hear the first bit of it, you're like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh, you're after my health. I know you. The devil will never come to your front door in a red suit and a pitchfork. And knock on your door and say hi I'm the devil I've come to steal your health today he will come through avenues that is disguised but we won't fall for it all right it's 721 how long are we supposed to go It's 8.21? They put a clock right here It says 7.21. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Let's go by this one. Y'all won't do. We've only been here, what time, church? We've been here 21 minutes. We have preached up in here. <laughs> it's 8.21? Okay. Yeah. Blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be invited back. If y'all don't see me no more, you'll know what happened. Okay, now. Can can we go just a little bit further? Okay. Let's go to Job 1. (laughs) Job chapter 1. And let's look at verse 6 through 10 in the Amplified. So we're going to read this in the Amplified. Job 1. Chapter 1, verse 6 through 10, Amplified. Now, there was a day when the sons, the angels of God, came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan, the adversary and accuser, also come among them. And, of course, it's in parentheses, Revelation 12, 10. And the Lord said to Satan, From where did you come? Then Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to Satan, and most people don't catch this, but we will. Yeah. We do, we will. Yeah. Yeah. He says, this is the part about looking for a opening. Yeah. Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.27, he talks about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Let your grace or your words be ministered, grace to the hearer and all this. Let him, it stole still no more and All this stuff. And then he says in verse 27. He says and neither give place to the devil. Or don't give him a opening. Since this is legal. So he said and the Lord said to Satan have you considered my servant Job. Now and of course here we don't have to go into great detail. How many of you know Jesus or God wasn't like, I really wish you'd jump on my servant.
0: That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This thing's legal. Yeah, it is. And the devil's going to tell us in just a minute, he'd been around and around and around. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's a hedge, there's a fence. I can't get to him. But he said, I've been on earth and I think. I've got a way in.
0: Uh
2: And it's through the avenue of fear. And I can prove all of this with Scripture. So he said, So I'm going to ask you something. What comes with strife? You think poverty? What about sickness? You remember the woman in Luke, what is it, Luke 13? uh, Bowed over, could no wise lift up herself? And everybody thought she had bad back, bad back. But Jesus come and He said, "Woman, be free from this spirit of infirmity." Then the other lady that had the, the uh, blood issue, she she was full of strife and stuff. Cause why bother at the end after she touched him of his garment, and she realized in herself that immediately she was healed. Jesus said, "Who touched me?" He didn't know. He didn't know. Most people think Jesus knew everything. He did not know who touched him. And why did he go to the fig tree to see if there was fruit? He didn't know. <laughs> That's a whole other message. But don't get stuck there. Come and go with me. Let's keep moving. So, but why did Jesus tell the lady with the issue of blood after she was healed? Go in. No. Go in peace. peace. Why would he tell her that? Because she had stuff stirred up all the time. Okay, let's get back to Job. So he says here, what verse we in? And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth. Blame upright man, one who reverently fears God. Stains from the, and shuns evil because it is wrong. Verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord, does Job. Or does job Job, (laughs) you need a job? No, Job, okay. Does Job reverently fear God for nothing? Look what Satan says. Have you not put a hedge about him and his house and everything that he has? Where? Question. How does Satan know there was a fence? He had been around and around and around and around. And around, and he could not find a way in. Then legally, he found a way. I have a question. If you and me walk in love and do what we're supposed to, will there be a hedge around everything you and I have? Let the craziness keep coming. Come on. We got a fence around us. Let the corona or cobra or whatever they call that stuff. We're not a, it's, it's the same backing as cancer. It's from the pit. It's of Satan. Are you with me? I'm not falling out with nobody over it. I'm going to walk in love. Are you with me? you know people say well I think it's a conspiracy I don't it's of the devil that's what it is amen we, we're not going to fight over that stuff because I know we're fighting will get us then that stuff will get through the fence right now it's having to stay outside the fence it can't come over here every time it gets close to the fence it dies are you with me there's a hedge around everything we got Oh, Satan said, "Have you not put a hedge about him, his house, and everything he's got on every side? Because I've been around the 12 War Trail. Look like one of them dog paths."
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, go over to chapter. Uh, where is it at, y'all? Go, go back to verse. Thank you, honey. Go back to verse five. My thank you Lord, for helping us. Um, verse five uh, just King James will be fine uh, of chapter one, job 1: five they, after they were feasting and were gone about that job sent and sanctified uh, what does the amplified say for verse five When the days of their feasting were over, job sent for them to purify and hallow them rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all for Job said it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed or disowned God in their heart thus did Job how much now I want you to please remember this he's going to the temple he's offering sacrifices and he's praying and don't even know because we're going to read Job 3 that he is praying based on fear and thinks God ought to answer a fear-based prayer with no faith. There's people praying, fearful about lack, disease.
0: Come on. Come on.
2: Did Job know what was going on? Yeah, he did. He
0: said it may be.
2: He said it may be. But why why bother with that? He was in fear about it. Go to Job 3. (laughs) Job 3. And look at verse 25. Can you all read that one to me? Was he doing sacrifices and praying? Based on what? Fear. Fear. And expecting God to answer God. See, we have to learn what fear smells like, looks like, sounds like. You ever had fear come talk to you and you've been standing in faith and says, It ain't working. And people will get fearful that it ain't working and come and ask the pastor, need to pray, it ain't working. May I ask you, who told you it wasn't working and why do you think it ain't working? Has anything changed? Has God said, stop, it ain't going to work this time? But see, we don't recognize just because it's supernatural that it is, it is supernatural, but it's not godly. Tell somebody, my faith in the Word of God is working. The Word of God is working in my life. Because I'm going to stay in the middle of the love of God. One, one person works for us called and the persons, I'm trying not to say gender, but the person made a statement about, I know I, I upset you or you get upset with me. And I said to that person, I said, you do not have that much control over me. Amen. People might want to think they do, yeah. but nobody should be able to move you out of the love of God.
0: Amen.
2: Nobody. If you leave the love of God, it's because you chose to, not because somebody had the power to get you to come out. <laughs> Tell somebody, Are you? ask them, are you really still glad you come <laughs> You guys remember, and, and some of you that listen to Brother Hagin, me and my wife remember, it. Brother Hagan prayed for a young man. and I don't remember if it was, I think it was back trouble, but I'm not completely sure which one it was. It could have been the one that had headaches and they was going to commit him. Uh, that guy had a monkey-looking deal. But Brother Hagan prayed for him, whichever one this one was, and he was healed. Brother Hagan left, and he come back about whatever it was, maybe a year later back as he was making the circuit, and this young man was there in the service, and Brother Hagin said that he knew that every symptom had just come back on him. Sure. Do you remember what Brother Hagin said was the reason for that? He went to bed, what?
1: Yeah. Beer, beer. Uh-huh. I remember he that. went
2: to bed fearful he had stayed completely well for 11 months he went to bed fearful and every symptom of that sickness came back now please connect the dots strife can be the main one but with it Will come poverty, lack, and sickness. Fear can be the main one, but its intentions is infirmities and all of these other things. It's just not being fearful. Let's go to 1 John 4. Let's go to about two or three places and we'll we'll close. 1 John 4. Look about verse 18. Do you have the easy read version? No? Okay. I have it wrote down. First John four eighteen. We can read to King James first. First John four eighteen. <clears throat> well, let's start in verse sixteen. You want to? King James? And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is what? Love. Love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made what? Perfect. Now, what is perfect love? What is perfect here? Never missing it. It's not that. It's not that. What is it? Maturing. So, look at somebody say, My love, My love is maturing. How many of you are learning about the joy of the Lord is your strength? And your joy, yes. Yes. not based on circumstances, is maturing. Yes. Okay, so our love is maturing, right? Yes. 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 So, herein is our love made perfect, maturing, that we may have boldness, day of judgment, because as He is, so are we where? Yes. Now, question. Most people think this is referring to the day of judgment, but yet it says because as he is, so are we where? In this earth.
0: In this earth. Now. This earth. Now. Yeah.
2: Can there be judgments here? 1
0: oh,
2: yeah. Corinthians 11 says so. Yeah. Yeah. If we will judge ourselves, we should not be right. judged. Right. Okay, hold this, hold this. Go back to 1 Corinthians 11. I didn't know we going to go here, so don't take this one away from Thank you. Me preaching time (laughs) okay first Corinthians 11 and look at this he says verse 28 but let a man examine himself so let him eat of that drink or eat of that bread and drink of that cup he that eateth drinketh unworthily that's not unworthy Unworthily. unworthily means the manner in which you took it it's not unworthy. How many of y'all are saved and you know it? You're born again. Yeah. Then how many know? You're worthy. Yeah. You've been washed by the blood of Jesus. Well, Brother Ricky, I've made some mistakes. I've sinned. Well, join the rest of us. So have we. But we repent. We repent. And we ask God to forgive us and cleanse us. And repenting means we turn from it and we're not going to do it no more. Okay? So then he says, uh, verse 28, but let a man... Examine who? Himself. himself. This is has to do with what God's asked you. Twenty-nine, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning who? Then he says, For this cause many are weak, sickly among you, many sleep, for if we would judge ourselves, we should what? Okay. Now look at verse 29 again. Bottom. Not discerning the Lord's body. Twofold. How many know I have to discern that Jesus' physical body was whipped yeah. and broken yeah. for me. Yeah. But then Pauline Revelation in Colossians wrote when he was caught third heaven. He said Jesus is no longer the body, but God has now made him the head. 1 yeah. Corinthians 12 says there is no longer a body. I'm sorry, uh, one member body. But there are many. There's only one body, but many, many, many members. We now are called the body of Christ. I have to discern you as the body of Christ. So anything I do against you to hurt you, I'm doing it against the body of Christ. People was, if Jesus was standing up And he's come sometimes to our services. But if you could see him, and he's standing right here, you would not act towards some of your fellow brothers and sisters if he's standing there watching. If he was over here like this, and we get ready to go home, and somebody done something to you, he'd be standing here. You'd be like, I better not say nothing. He's looking. Do you know he's looking anyway? (laughs)
0: That's right.
2: You wouldn't shun somebody. You wouldn't cold shoulder them. Okay. Let's go back now. First John 4. Y'all could keep dragging me all them other places. But uh, no. <laughs> we are led by the Holy Ghost. 1 John 4.18. <clears throat> so now let's look at verse 18. There is no fear where? but what matured maturing love does what cast out fear because fear of torment he that feareth is not made mature in love now listen to this statement I'm gonna read the easy read version and I'll make a statement where God's love is there is no fear because God's perfect love takes away fear it is his punishment that makes a person fear so his love is not made perfect in the one who has fear
0: That's true.
2: Yeah. tell somebody i will not not being i mean no he's not talking about oh well, let me say what he is talking about he told us in second timothy 1 yeah. 7 god hath not right. given us what So then any presence of fear that tries to come and minister to you, lead you, get you to pray, is not of God. That's why Job did what he did. He said that. I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. Who told you? You didn't catch the address. I'm afraid we're not going to have enough money. Who told you? Get the address of who told you that. It sure wasn't the Holy Ghost. Since you're a tither, you're an offering giver, you're standing on Philippians 419 My God shall supply all my needs. Because I'm a tither and I'm an offering giver. Listen to this. As you mature in the love of God, fear loses its power. I'll read you uh, one page and one. If you would, pull up Jude 21. And I'll read you this out of the book. Page 227, if you got your book. Page 227. When you act in love, you're going to reap a reward for that. When you are, I'm sorry, what are you going to reap for walking in love? Health, healing, long life, prosperity. <laughs> You see, if you keep feeding the love nature that's in you with the word and you keep practicing it, the God kind of love will grow and develop in your life. And by putting that the God kind of love into practice, by acting on it, you will reap the benefits and the results of walking in love. I don't know about you, but I'm going to sow love. And if I sow God's love, then I will reap the results that love brings because I am now fulfilling the law yes. Yes. then sickness will be taken away from the midst of me and the number of my days God will fulfill Amen. Amen. Jude 21 please we'll close with this uh, the easy read uh, at, well, I'll read the amplified and then I'll read the easier. oh you got it oh yeah thank you good job Keep yourselves safe. (laughs) Can you read it again? Huh? How am I going to keep myself safe? I'm going to build a bunker and buy a bunch of food. No. No. I'm going to wear a mask no i ain't gonna wear a mask no are you following me see be led on that stuff whatever the lord tells you to do, do it don't have a falling out are you with me but how many know this right here is going to keep us safe whether we do it or don't do it i'm talking about staying in the love are you with me keep yourself safe in god's love can you do that one in the amplified please What's it say? Please, wait, just the first line. What's it say? How do I guard to keep myself in the love of God? Come here. While I'm trying to talk, shove on me. You know, I can take that for a little bit. But after a while, okay, that's plenty. (laughs) You've got to guard so that you do stay. And nobody has the control to jerk you out of it. If you need to, get away from some folk for a while. Mature some more in love. Don't you dare. Because listen, this ain't about them. This is about your life. This is about your health. Your victory. Amen? If somebody don't know nothing about God and talk to you all crazy and act like they can talk to you anyway, if you can't take it right now, get away from them. Don't let them jerk you into a place. Because you got light on stuff. It won't be sin to them but it is to you That's right. That's right. mature some more in love and then go on are you with me and then if somebody does do something do not talk to anybody else about it because now you're sowing it and you gotta reap it man so we're gonna guard what else And keep. We're going to what? Guard and keep myself. In where? What am I going to do? What are you going to do? Guard and keep ourselves in the love of God. Amen. Let's stand up, please. My, my, my. Hallelujah. We got out before 8. hallelujah I was really feeling good about myself till I found the truth out it's almost is it almost nine yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> he stayed in love I, I didn't have the power to jerk him out thank God <laughs> somebody hit him with a book. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no, we're kidding on that. Yep. Father God, we thank you for helping us understand some of these things. They're in the scriptures. They're, they're, some are mysteries, but they're not hid from us. They're hid for us. We thank you, Father God, for the light of the Holy Ghost putting things out. It's almost like they come off the page at us so we can see them. We thank you, Father God, for such a healthy body of believers. Such a prosperous body of believers. Such a victorious body of believers. We thank you, Father God, to you, sir. Bringing forth light and illumination are we kept, we're guarded. We will no longer pray prayers based on fear. When the spirit of fear comes, we'll recognize what it feels like. It, it, it will make our flesh do things sometimes there's goosebumps there's different things there's there's a nodding up in the stomach but we'll recognize it and we'll say oh yeah you're supernatural but you're not holy i see you i know i know you i don't walk with you but i know you and in the name of jesus you get out of here and he'll have to go he will have to go when strife perhaps is on someone ministering to them and then they come and try to talk us into it or something happens, we'll recognize the address of it and we'll like, oh no. Every voice has significance. But this is one voice that I don't pay attention to. In John chapter 10, it says, the sheep, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice so we thank you father we'll follow your voice and we thank you we'll walk in health we'll walk in prosperity we'll walk in victory in a greater measure and in 2022 it'll be our best year we have ever had to you sir be all glory honor and praise in jesus name and everybody agreed said amen amen